Super Bowl weekend, everyone, from Not For Nothing, with your host, Chris Hagrid. <laughs> Catherine Hepburn? Yep. <laughs> Do we just get Catherine Hepburn to inter- intro our show? Uh, yes, I, uh, we got Catherine Hepburn. She's That's awesome. Here. She's here, she's finally here, with Henry Fonda. They're doing an On, on Golden Pond 2. The <laughs> loans! The loans! Yeah, it's for, uh... For Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes for Holmes. What? You know, like 80 for Brady has all those old people in it. Oh, yeah. This is yeah. on Golden Pond 2. Holmes for Mahomes. I don't know. <laughs> sure, buddy. Sure. I'm, cu- I'm riffing. I'm also, need, yeah, I'm, also pre- I'm a little preoccupied. I am, I am frantically selling Super Bowl boxes that I put off for weeks and suddenly Uh-oh. woke up yesterday being like, I have 80 boxes I got to sell. Uh, so I've been, working, yeah. I've been working the phones like a goddamn Jerry Lewis telethon. That's how it feels. <laughs> that would be amazing. I would That's love to see that. what it feels like. I'm reaching yeah. out like I'm reaching out like I'm like trying to raise money for a fun run. It's so embarrassing. Like, I, I like no one. I like I. I should be doing this for charity, because the amount of effort that I've been putting into this, it's not. It's not easy to find a hundred people to buy a twenty-five dollar box, as it turns out. Yeah. And when I yeah. did this during COVID, it was basically my full-time job. So I was like, you know, wasn't that hard? But now I'm like, oh, well, I, I feel like we're we're, but it's sort of like the Super Bowl in general, and and with you know we'll kind of get into gambling and stuff too. But it, like it's not this this this. The Super Bowl from a from a football standpoint is a really great matchup, but from a gambling standpoint, terrible. I, yeah, I feel like it's it's almost a little too evenly matched to like really give you like sort of like really juicy betting options or like really be invested in like in like gambling on it. Yeah, I'm, and even I'm, I'm, like boxes and stuff too. It's just I'm not interested in this year. I'm, well, you're gonna buy a box, like it or not. So all right, oh. and will buy a box. Anne will buy a box. You guys got Anne will buy a box. Mark will buy a box. Come on. You guys, you want a box during the game. We're watching it with you. We'll fill it out. You don't want a box. I, I really could care less. You don't want a child box? <laughs> well, that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, though. I think I've not been interested in... I, I really haven't bet much on this. I'm, you know, like, as it turns out, like, I'm, like, more of a futures guy. And I've, like, because I'm a degenerate, I've, like, put KC win and Philly win into like various parlays. So like I'll win either way. Yeah. But, but, but I, just the game itself, like the props, I think you're onto something like it is a close game. Also like everyone thinks they know everything. Yeah. That might be it now. It's like over saturated with everybody's bets and props. And yeah, I don't know, but every year, like we, I, I feel like you and I, especially we can always find like a, at least a dozen prop bets that we can just ramble off. They're like, Oh, this looks good. This looks great. There's good value on here or there. And everything this year is sort of like in the, you know, in like even to like plus three fifty range. And, and you know, there's not like, there's not yeah, a lot of like good long shot odds that I'm like, Oh, that looks kind of, you know, spicy or, or interesting a little bit or just fun. Even like none of it seems fun this year. I do. You know, like I always like to put a, like a long shot Super Bowl MVP. Mm-hmm. And I like the Hassan Reddick at plus 3000. Okay. Just because I feel like, the, like 
we're due for like a Richard Dent. I feel like we're we're due yeah. for a game like Malcolm Smith, the Seahawks. That's when they he was the yeah, MVP exactly. for the Seahawks. Exactly. So I feel like that we're due for that. I I also like that having got eat like gotten taken to the bank on Mahomes uh, under rushing yards. There's something there because he's so gimpy. Mm-hmm. Like he just could not run two weeks ago. And sure, yeah, they'll get they'll give him all the things he needs to be able to stand in a pocket. But I don't think he's going to be running a lot. Yeah, I, I, um, I mean, we can. Are we going to get into right into these things we're here doing, now? You brought it up, but I did. I, uh, yeah, I mean, we. Well, you were talking about boxes and stuff, so it just kind well, of. Yeah, I mean, I was talking about how like I'm literally like, uh, like I, I am working so hard to fill these boxes, and the funny thing is, is like I don't know, I, I don't know why. Like, why am I doing? Like, I don't know why I'm doing it. <laughs> I like. I guess I like it. I don't know. Well, I mean, you're sort of used to doing it. You probably just sort of the default was like to do it again this year. But... Yeah, exactly. To do it again this year. But then I worked all last week. Right. I didn't have any time. I mean, I worked more than like for the listener, casual listener. When I mean work, I mean like 15 to 17 hour days. This isn't like, oh, and I got up and worked from, <laughs> went to work from nine to five and I couldn't find the time to fill out a box. Literally could like was sleep or work. So lay off. All right, guys. Lay off. Fuck out, built in, All right. built in. I literally can't even find MVP odds here on on DraftKings. Well, DraftKings right now. is just a fucking racket. It's it's crazy. Um, I know. If you want, if you want me to tell you, I can tell you. It's Mahomes is the is leading at plus one twenty. Jalen Hurts is plus one twenty five, and then it jumps right to Kelsey and AJ Brown at plus twelve hundred and plus eighteen. Like the leap is huge. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I feel like, like there's there's a there's a world gonna get it. There's a world where like Miles Sanders rushes gets three touchdowns, and like that's the difference, you know, right. like plus twenty two hundred. Right. But that's just like a shot in the dark. Yeah, exactly. I that and that's what I mean. Like I, I think it even ties into this game because it's like there's no standout except for the quarterbacks. Like there's no standout running back that sort of bell cow that they're just gonna give the ball to at the at the line of scrimmage that you, you can sort of really sort of dig in going like, yeah, he's going to score three times in this game, right? Because everybody has, they have multiples. They have, they have multiple running backs, multiple wide receivers. Let me throw a, let me throw a scenario in, in, at you. Yeah, shoot. Similar to like the Brock Purdy situation, you know, Hassan Reddick gets to Patrick Mahomes early in the game, gets him by the ankles, brings him down. Suddenly, Chad Henney steps in as quarterback <laughs> and throws like two touchdowns for the win. Does Henney get the... Does Henny get the the MVP? Probably at that point, yeah. Or would it be like the receivers? Like, it, like, it, no, it that they. So when that happened, when didn't the Holmes get hurt? Um, what game was that? It was uh, whatever it was in the playoffs, they basically went to the run game. Jacksonville, a lot. yeah. They went, they went run, and they they were not passing a lot, and so they were just hanging on for dear life. So to me, that would say like then you would start looking at like Pacheco or McKinnon. Not uh, Henny, because Henny at plus fifteen thousand. Yeah, you can also I, get listen, Minshew man, at plus fifteen thousand. You throw fucking twenty bucks on that, you're gonna hit nicely on it. But it's possible that awesome. yeah, because they they do, or they might have to. It's such a tight game, or they might have to come from behind and throw a little bit more or something. You know, you never know. It's it's not. Court, I mean, quarterbacks. It's it's not stupid to put money on quarterbacks to win MVP because that's the majority of them. Well, that's that. what I mean. Like, I don't feel like it's worth it to like really put money on anything as far as far as MB or MVP is concerned. Uh, yeah, unless you're willing to like, you know, unless unless like it's just it's a shot that unless you're willing to take like a real 
crazy scenario stab where like one of these guys gets hurt and it's like Minch who comes in and pulls a Jeff Hostetler or whatever. You right. Know? Exactly. That's my only thought. It's just, but in years past, I've been like, oh, maybe it's like, like maybe I'll put money on McPherson. You know, like that was, I think that's who I loaded up on last year. And then everybody did that. Yeah. Yeah. Like even the kickers this year, like nothing, there's nothing that stands out. It's not going to really. happen. It's not going to happen. But, no, but it just feels. Um, is it because the game is so close? I like, do you have any I other know. thoughts yeah. just on the game? I mean, I guess, like, is there any other value in games? Like the profits to me are, are like, They've gotten so out of hand and so. I looked at the prop bets and I was like, I don't know. These aren't, these aren't our standard prop bets anymore. Like they, I feel like they just took them all away and like done some stupid things here now. Like, what do you mean? You know, like an example. Uh, I won't even uh, like not, I see like novelty props come up. Yeah. You know, it's like coin toss, coin result. Yeah. Team to win. Eagles win coin toss and win the game. You know, it's like, it's, Everything's. I think everyone's. Everything's been so stripped away. You yeah. can't even find like. There used to be a thousand prop bets. Yeah. For, you know, like novelty ones. Now it's like, like not even the. There's not even the fun things to bet on, like the dumb stuff. You know. They've cho- like you can't because, even because every because all these sites overall. The sites thing. have chosen to become like become the like bookie in a in a different way. Like if you notice, they'll be like, "Here's our prop. Here's our like. Yeah. Take our right. magic. Here's our little idea. Yeah." Like anyone that bets on one of those, like just click these three, like this button and you get three bets as a parlay is a fucking moron. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. And then it's like, oh, this is the Kelsey brothers bet. Or this is like the, the NFL game day bet. You know, it's like, this is what Stephen A. Smith thought of on the toilet this afternoon. (laughs) Look at this. All right. This is another one on a game prop. First team to enter the opponent's red zone. Like who fucking cares? I don't like this. You know, like that's not juicy. That's not. I know it's and it's a guess. That's boring. It's a, it's a guess. You know what that is? That is it's. And I hate to say this because I'm a fan of analytics and all that kind of stuff. But that feels like a very sort of analyticsy sort of bet now. You know, it's everything's dialed down into sort of like breaking down some sort of quantifying some sort of stat that goes. Oh yeah, like let's you know let's just bet on like who gets into the red zone. Like come on, man. Well, the, most trips to the red zone. Right. But like, but it's also fluky, and it has to do with like who wins the coin toss and who gets the ball first, and like, right, right. There, there's sure there's like, oh, if I go back and on based on this, this, and this, and this, like in previous like Super Bowl, sixty eight percent of the time, the opposing team that gets the ball second gets in the red zone first, and then that's your edge, I guess. Like that's analytics, yes, but it's also like using history, which isn't to me necessarily analytics. Like I, sure, that's I can see that too. I think it works both ways. Yeah, there's this idea that like. The strength of schedule, like because depending on what you how you evaluate strength of schedule, the Eagles have either like the third weakest or the eleventh weakest or whatever. Regardless, that's not the Eagles' fucking fault. They still lost like barely any games this year, but they lose two. Yeah, three, three, two. So like Four. strength of schedule, be damned. Like they also lost to one of the East, like they lost to the Commanders. Like I, I just don't think it strength of schedule necessarily matters in this instance. Like, and if you're going to use that as a game, like for your rationale behind who's going to win the game because of strength of schedule, it's a different thing. This game is just has nothing to do with the regular season. It's weird. It's, it's like a, a weird glitchy game. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's disjointed. It's hard to get a rhythm. The referees always play a significant role. So like factoring that into what you're, who you're betting on just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, 
I, th- I think you're right. And I mean, it, you know, more to, I think to our point over two, it's like, you know, one of the pro- rushing props is any player to have over a hundred yards of rushing or hundred, hundred plus rushing yards. Right. It's like, yes, it's 300. It's like, all right, that's a, that's nice. But, but they use so many, every, each, both teams use so many different backs that it's like, it's going to be really hard for someone to go over a hundred yards rushing. I agree. But like, this is, this is what we have to like, this is what we have to pick from, I guess is my point. And it's like, it's not, it's slim pickings. Yeah. I think it's some pickings. And then if you want to just do like a regular straight up bet, and this is what I think we should do for you and I, like if we're going to decide and choose, like we'll just jump into it now and then we could talk about the NBA after, which is way sure. fun. But like, are you, I think the one thing that's interesting to look at is like where the money is, like, like how, how much of the money is being spent and then the percentage of, of bets being spent on that money. Right. Okay. So like, that way you could be like, like, for example, if you see right now the I don't have it in front of me because DraftKings is being slow, but I believe it's like somewhere in like, like 67% of people are betting on the over. Yeah. But, but most of the money is on the under. Yeah. So then you're like, all right, well, the sharps are betting the under and the idiots that are betting 10, 15, 30, fucking whatever, $100. Our bet, like they're they're quantifying like the numbers of so more bets are being placed on the over, but more money is being spent on the under, and the sharks yeah, yeah, have yeah. the and money. I, so then that to, was, that to oh, me is okay. the best edge you can find. Like that, yeah. That's the only thing that I find is like worthwhile bet is just like cheating the sharks. Yeah, like I agree, and I, I was even thinking that myself because normally I think when in in just in my sort of terrible memory of us doing this and following games and stuff, it's usually like oh. They were always expecting a high-scoring game, right? And like two, you know, top offensive teams, blah blah blah, high-scoring game. You know, take the over. It's fifty or fifty-one and a half now, or something, whatever it's gotten to. But I'm always like, this is like, and you and I, you and I always sort of, I think, talk about this. Like, you all, almost always should take the under. I always bet, and I have probably three different parlays that have the first half under. Yeah, I'm not yeah, even betting. I'm not even betting the entire under. Like, I just think the first. I think it's twenty-four points. I got it at twenty-seven in a couple places. I think mm-hmm. that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, just bet the just bet the under on like, or just buy a fucking Super Bowl box from me, which is just random. <laughs> and think of the money you can, like the fun you can have with it. <laughs> That's great. This, is, this whole thing has just been a setup for you to sell boxes. <laughs> Listen, right now I've got I've got twenty seven boxes available. I respect it. You could still have a great one. Listen, what how does sixty three sound? Maybe you were born in nineteen seventy eight. That's mm-hmm. available. 86, great year for tops traded cards. Uh, number 20, <laughs> Mike Schmidt, going back to Philly. Uh, you know, like, I, I, feel, I feel like there's lots of pl- plenty of good numbers out here. So just uh, if we get this podcast up in time, definitely feel free. To- I'll make sure I get this up in time for you so you can, uh, you can get your boxes. You can get all the boxes you want. I hope. Uh, all right. With all that being said, then, I, I did a little bit of work on some props in the last 24 hours. Okay. Um, so let me throw these at you. Okay. Let's see what you think. Uh, there's one actually I found on DraftKings. Uh, any kicker to make a 60-plus yard field goal is plus 900. Do I like that? Okay. Thought you would. We usually like the kicking ones. Can you write these down for me? Because I'll, I'll pl- probably play some of these. Okay. Yeah, I'll, um, yeah I can do that. <laughs> Thank you. I'll get, I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, I know. I am, too. <laughs> uh, either team to kick a game-winning... Walk off field goal at the end of normal time, which I guess is regulation. Yeah. 
uh, is plus a thousand. Ooh, that's good too. Hmm. Uh, any player to have a fifty-five yard reception, or fifty-five plus yard reception. Any player, so it could be a running back. Could be a running back, a wide receiver, tight end. I mean, you could you could have a ton of options there, and it's plus two fifty. So I thought that was pretty good actually, because right. I feel like someone big. You know, like uh, Marquez Valdez scaling or Devontae Smith, someone, you know, maybe or a running back breaks a big long one or something. Maybe that's that's kind of a nice one. Um, and then there's a couple more here. Hold on. Let me go scroll down. Travis Kelsey over 76 and a half receiving yards. And I think I, that might that line might have changed now on DraftKings at least. Um, but as long as that number is like right around, you know, 76, 75. Yeah, I would say take the over because I think they're just going to feed him the ball. Oh, smart. Like, Right, like he's just gonna, um, and he's been averaging from what I re- I read, uh, he's been averaging like seventy eight receiving yards per game. I think this year, mm-hmm. and so it's a little close, it's a little tight, maybe. Um, so if that number's lower, then then definitely snag it. It might be actually be lower on DraftKings now. It might be lower than seventy six at this point. So I think try, that I'm one's pull it hit up on my easily. phone right now because my internet's being goofy. Yeah. Um, the next one is, hold on here. Um, I feel like DraftKings, uh, pass rush receptions. Yeah, here it is. Um, receiving yards. There you go. Travis Kelsey. Oh, it's 78 and a half now. Oh, still. Oh, they got to you. But I don't you feel like I okay, so my I I'm I don't know anything about anything and I, as it, as it turns out I'm terrible at gambling. Um mm. especially on these games. But I but I and I don't I really haven't watched that many Philly games. But don't you feel like the just the the smart thing to do and I I think this is what they what I think 49ers were going to do or not the 49ers but um what Bengals should have done is just like just just get rid of Kelsey and then make it make Make him win off. Make them win off of any other player but Kelsey. Yeah, and I think I think the Bengals tried to do that. And at times, I, I remember like seeing uh, some of the the highlights, and they you know they had two guys converging on Kelsey. And then the, with the smart thing though that is what they did is they, they oh this was the I, I saw this play on I was like on NFL Live, and they had the two linebackers both converged on Kelsey, but they ran a three tight end set. And one of the other tight ends ran sort of um, another route sort of behind Kelsey that kind of went, you know, straight. And then he, and then he went kind of left towards the sidelines and he was wide open. Yeah. And so like Andy Reid is smart like that, where he knows that like everyone's going to be keen on Kelsey and he's just, he's just opening up other avenues for other players. And, and it's, and it was, so it's really hard to sort of, you can, you can key on Kelsey, but you're probably going to, you know, die on a few plays here and there. It's just how much you're going to allow those other, other players to get, rece- uh, to get yards and receptions. And I think the interesting, what they were saying as the NFL live crew was saying is that, um, they sh- they, sh- if Kansas city was smart, they should do a lot of three tight end sets. Yeah. And look, uh, cause it'll, it'll, that's probably their best options actually because of their, because their wide receivers are all still kind of hurting or maybe not even playing at this point. Our good friend RJ loves the Casey backup or second, tight end to score okay whoever, yeah whoever that is that would, make, that would make sense to me a little bit too i think there, there there might be some stuff like that too exactly but um i think you're gonna get some random touchdown scoring from kansas city you know like who knows who's gonna play well who's you know who's slightly injured 
you know, who's, who's not, or, you know, who's going to pick up the slack if they are like double or even triple teaming Kelsey. I think that's pretty smart. I've got Juju scoring a touchdown just because I like, just because I like like, him. Like I just wanted to root for him to score a touchdown. Yep. So that's Uh, the one that I have. That's the one scoring touch, one person scoring a touchdown that I've actually put money on. All right. I, I think there's a couple there. Um, there's not, but I'm, let me uh, stay with Travis stay, Kelsey. Stay with Travis over, Kelsey. Sorry. Over six and a half receptions. Yeah, that's great. That's a great bet. Uh, it's true. Kelsey. Yeah. And I think um, if, you know, these things keep moving though on me. So when I wrote these down, so we'll see. It's seven and a half now, but seven still, now. Yeah. Oh, I'd still hit this thing. I, he's going to get double digits receptions, I think. You think? Like they're going to just feed him all. Yeah. I mean, he got 14 the other game. Like that ball, like he, he, uh, the, the stat I, I read is like, he gets 30% of, of the, of the, uh, passing like share. So he, 30% of every, all the passes thrown, he gets 30% of them. Like, that's a pretty big number for, for, uh, when you break it down in, in, in like football and stuff like that's huge. Most people I think are usually under 20 and stuff. Where do you even find these receptions? So that, oh, I see it. Is it yeah. I just wanted to. Yeah. See, that's the other with all these fucking things that are hard to find. Everything's hard to find. hard to find. Very hard to find. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, Patrick Mahomes over twenty-five and a half completions, or there, or around there, wherever it is. Ooh, that's I, I think he's going to. Both these teams pass a lot. They hardly run. Um, and if the game kind of goes the way everyone's expecting it, Kansas City's probably going to be playing from behind, uh, and they're probably going to be passing a lot. Okay. Now I got. So you know, So you went with uh, who'd you went with? Juju for scoring a touchdown. For scoring a touchdown, yeah. I like Kenneth Gainwell on, on the Eagles. Why is that? Uh, he's been getting a, he's getting, um, the Eagles. Hold on. So I, I, this was from an ESPN article and it made sense to me. And, um, Philadelphia has not only recorded the highest percentage of TDs from a single yard out, but the squad also managed the fifth most one yard scores in 2020. Uh, Gainwell comes alive over the postseason, managing double digit carries and back to back efforts. So he's been getting the ball a lot, and he, I think he gets it. He, they feed him at the goal line a lot, too. Hmm. So Gainwell. I liked him last yeah. year. He played, it's plus, he, he uh, played well last and year. I had it with plus 255. He's plus 310 now. Anytime touch. Okay, even better. even better. If he's playing, hopefully he's healthy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one I had a question mark over, and I don't know if I, I like this one or not, but there's the Jalen Hurts. It's over 50... Uh, 0.5 rushing yards. Yeah, I don't trust that. I mean, I don't. I, I I don't. I don't love it. I would go with the under on that. Okay. All right. I might just stay away from that one because I I don't know if um, I, I you know like I don't know if it's game dependent. I I know he averages a lot of um. He's been averaging 73 rushing yards per game. When he notches 10 carries over the season. So uh, he also recorded at least 57 rushing yards in six of those eight games. So I, I don't know. There's kind of a precedent there, I guess. But I'm not sure either. That, like, he might not need a run, you know? I wouldn't expect it. It's weird. The, the thing I've watched when I see the Eagles is, like, they're fine to three and out. Like, they just seem... Like, I, if, if there was, like, a... Yeah. Is there a three and out bet? Because yeah. if there's a three and out bet, <laughs> I would do the over, like, six on the, the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They, 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 just, they just don't seem to care. They, they, they're always just like, man, we'll trot off. We'll get there. Yeah. All right. Um, so there's, uh, there's a two more uh, Gainwell ones, too, that I found. You love um, your, uh, yourself some Gainwell. What is it? I don't know. I, 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 these kind of stood out to me. So it's... Um, 
over 11 and a half receiving yards. Okay. Over and 11. over 34 and a half rushing, uh, rushing plus receiving yards. Game so ball. I don't know if DraftKings has the combo where you can do rushing Game and ball. receiving. Game I think they do. Receiving yards over, over 17. What is it? What are you, what are you saying? Uh, over 11 and a half receiving yards. That's nothing. No, that seems pretty easy. Yeah. And then it's a combo rushing receiving yards one that's 34 and a half. But now I see it as, as 33 and a half. So give me your, give me your three, give me your three strongest bet. Give me a, to what you feel the strongest about your three bets that you feel the best about. Actually, I hadn't gotten to this one yet, but um, home <laughs> to throw an interception. Yeah, that's going to happen. I feel, yeah, I feel like that's going to happen. For sure. Mahomes um, loves to throw an interception. It's like his favorite thing to do. <laughs> I like these Gainwell ones. Um, yeah, those do feel nice. Another one I feel like, and I, I don't know what, what the general, general consensus is with the game was, but like with total quarterback sacks. Uh, there was one I saw was for uh, someone posted about it actually, so it's not mine, but I, I, I it made me think about it. It's an under five and a f- five and a half total sacks for the game. It's plus a hundred. It's not great. Nah, I I do but like his, I do like but the under though. Like I I do yeah. I do like it was under it seems one, like a lot of sacks. Yeah, five right? and a half. Five I half. I don't like to I don't like to bet on sacks happening. Yeah. So betting the under feels nice to me. Uh, yeah, so this one says, uh, and his, his explanation is a sacks, sack game totals are typically four and a half or five and a half for a game. So at five and a half juice toward the line, this is a high line. So, um, you know, I, I think it, it seems like, you know, that's a, that seems like a lot of sacks. I don't know if they're both going to be sacking the quarterback that much. I think I would, feel like really good teams who, who avoid sacks, who run, who could throw quickly. I, I feel like that's kind of an, uh, it's, it's kind of a nice one. So, um, and then, and, oh, and then the other one was, um, actually it kind of goes, falls in line with your one. Hassan Reddick, I think was, so the, the weird thing on defense sacks over under J uh, Hassan Reddick is over. It's a quarter of a sack over under a quarter 0.25 because you can get, so you can get a credit for a half a sack. So Reddick over 0.25. Yeah, you gotta which, send me these. That's a great one. Which is minus one eighty. So I mean, you're you're. It's not like a. It's you know it's 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 gonna happen. But I just think that's a pretty obvious one. That's gonna like that's that's gonna happen. Okay, Chris. What are your three top picks? Let's just do it. Let's. If you're if you were oh I thought those were those, well what are they? You said yeah, you like the are, Gainwell ones, right? So Gainwell yeah to score a touchdown. Gain- Gainwell to score a touchdown plus two three ten. Hmm. Hassan Reddick over a quarter of a sack. Okay. And... Um, oh, and Mahomes interception. Mahomes interception. Great. So you, yeah. I think I... And these who, feel so boring, right? These I, feel so boring. Know, They're not I, sexy at all. I know, I know. So I'm going to steal RJ's uh, Noah Gray to score a touchdown. Okay. That's the, that's the second tight end, because I liked your th- when you said three tight end set. Mm-hmm. Do you know that's his second? Cor- that's his second. Uh... Yeah, because Jody Fortson is the third. 
Oh, uh, okay. And he's mm. like, he's the nobody. Um, <laughs> I like, I like, I like the the uh, the under minus two uh, for the first half is uh, under twenty four and a half. I, I'd take okay. it. All right, I like it. Um, and then I think. Yeah, I don't. I I'm I'm struggling with the last one. Like I don't know if I have a, I don't know if I have like a great feel for any of the. I think the kick, the, maybe the plus sixty five or plus sixty on a kick. Yeah, which is your bet. I love a kick. Yeah. I love a kicking prop. So I think I would go with that. Yeah. yeah. We, all right. And I would say too, like anything. Um, the the Patrick Mahomes over. Com- over completions and the Travis Kelsey over on receiving yards. I think those are pretty two pretty strong ones as well. I love the over on Kelsey receive receptions at plus two uh, or at seven and a half. These are all going to need to be sent to me, but that's it. So now we have our props. We've given you like 27 rambling minutes of poor props, but we think we honed in on six ones that we feel good about. Who do you like to win the game right now? Kansas city minus or plus one and a half. Not, not a, so it's basically a pick 'em. Who do you think wins this Super Bowl, Chris? Um, I think it's the Eagles. The Eagles to cover? Yeah, they cover. You think they're going to win by and, more, and, double and money? Digits? Um, I just I'm just worried about like Mahomes and his injury and. And their wide receivers, it just something's you know I, I you know I feel like they were a little lucky sort of to get here um, after Mahomes got injured and uh, I mean they played well against I guess they played well against Cincinnati but it just feels um, definitely speaks to the buy right and I like the way that the Eagles went it like they just were like we're gonna rest we'll take some losses we're gonna get this buy we're gonna go into this healthy uh, and both buy teams are in. Probably the two best teams are in the Super Bowl. It's definitely the two best teams. Mahomes' injury to me is also the deciding factor. Yeah, but I also don't think I trust Jalen Hurts. Like, there's something weird about him. Really? Like, I just yeah, I'm not. I'm not convinced he's the guy. Hmm. And so I mean, he's kind of been proven all year now. So I know, but there's something that last game I watched. There's something fishy about him. I don't know what it is, and I think it doesn't matter. I think the Eagles' defense is better, so I think. Probably I would choose the Eagles, but I'm going to go against you because I'm okay. wrong about everything. <laughs> and I also just don't think Mahomes is going to be one and three in Super Bowls, right? Wouldn't that would be what it would? Oh, no, it'd be one and two. I think he's going to yeah, be two yeah, and yeah. one. He's not going right, to have a losing right. Super Bowl record. So I'm going to go ahead and say okay. it's the Chiefs. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly, I, I, I'm not going to be shocked if like Kansas City pulls out this win here, you know, and, and wins or even dominates them to some degree. I'm not like I root for them either. Like I'm not rooting for them. I'm rooting for both teams. Actually. I, this is like probably one of the first Super Bowls I can remember in a long time where like both teams, I'd be happy with both teams winning in the Me outcome. Too. I'm not mad about anything. And is like, that I'm not good? Hating. There's is no, that the Patriots to hate. There's no San Francisco. Yeah, is, that, is that good? Is that, is that, I'm okay with it. Yeah. You're okay there's with it. Villain, villain here. I personally, you know, there's no, but that's kind of how I like to watch it. Like I, I'm tired of it's sort of like the same old teams, or it's like you know it's it's, but maybe I think the last time you and I watched the Super Bowl together, maybe it was the was it the, was that the Atlanta Falcons and Patriots oh, game? God, was it? No, it was the it was the Rams. 
Patriots? Rams Patriots. Yeah, that was an awful one for everybody. Yeah. That was the last one we watched together. So we've Nobody wants a winner on that one. Yeah, so this feels like great. This is great yeah. news. It's nice. Um, what are we having? What are we? Yeah, there's. A, but, what are we eating? Let's talk about that real quick. Oh yeah, yeah. We're uh, we're uh, uh, Mark's making his famous uh, buffalo uh, buffalo chick- chicken dip. Yep. Uh, we got pigs in a blanket. Great. We got uh, our party salsa. Yeah, party salsa. Nice, nice. Uh, and then the the pepperoni boys are back in business. We're All making right. our pepper- we're Pe- making pepperoni rolls. Great. Uh, we're making one. Oh, let me ask you this. Well, we're making one vegetarian option for a few f- people. Ugh. Do you do you like broccoli, Rob, and cheese? Never. Yeah, I didn't think so. Broccoli, no. Rob, can go fuck itself. Yeah, but if you're trying to make a pepperoni, bro, it'll make it'll make Kristen happy. All right. Well, we might do we might do a uh, might do, do a plain cheese, or we might do a spinach and cheese one. Spinach and cheese is nice. Broccoli, Rob's just a little tart for me. Yeah, but uh, but if that if but if you want to keep it ital, I would do it maybe a little balsamic or something, you know. Mm. Yeah, well, um, we're gonna figure that out. All right. Um, and then uh, uh, what else we got? We got a few other things going on. Oh, we're gonna have like some shrimp cocktail. Some, I think we'll. I think we're gonna make a make a uh, guacamole dip. You're really going for it. Uh, I think I think Mark, our friend Mark, is gonna make like a onion, like a basic like generic onion dip kind of a yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, the one with the packet. Yeah, the packet one. Yeah, packet one. Love because uh, because my wife doesn't want to make her like you know Fancy, like um, yeah. caramelized onion yeah, one yeah, that yeah. she normally does. Yeah, the packet one's nice. Yeah, the packet one's nice. And then um, there might be a few other things, little things too. I, I can't remember. And then whatever you, what are you bringing? Bringing key lime. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Great. It's happening. Yeah. Make and key. our friend Kelly, she's she said she's gonna make some other kind of dessert, so that'll Great. work. And after that, I think we're good. You told me to bring key lime. If that's not what yeah. I'm bringing, then I'm not bringing it. No, no, you should bring it. Definitely, I was instructed. Bring it. It's a it's a staple in our our Super Bowl parties. You have to bring it. All right, bring in key lime. Won't let you in without it. All right, it's <laughs> only gonna be eight pieces though. So are there eight people coming? Uh, yeah. There's yeah. It'll be fine. We'll make it work. You sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, okay. it's totally fine. There's some. Um, so it's you two, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh Jesus. Maybe ten of us total, but oh, it's fine. Okay. We don't all have to like. Not everybody might eat key lime pie. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Plus, uh, plus, Anne's making. My wife is making uh, apple pie, oatmeal, chocolate chip, date oh, cookies. There you go. There you go. And is and, there and go ahead. and whatever our friend Kelly has. She's making dessert too. So whatever she's bringing. Great. And yeah. do uh, do we'll I need to bring any booze? Yeah, uh, you should probably bring a little bit. Whatever you want to drink. Okay. Um, I, we haven't, uh, stocked up on that stuff yet and I'm sure Mark will bring whatever he likes and blah, 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 blah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. really about the drinking, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially when you have to drive home afterwards. Exactly. I got to go all the way to Philly. I'm Philly. <laughs> Jersey. I'll go to Philly. If Philly wins, I'm going to Philly. I'm gonna just, <laughs> I got to get, get in line and eat some of those fresh horse turds. <laughs> Climb those grease poles. Yeah. Get those grease poles. <laughs> eat them turds. <laughs> fucking sewer rat whatever they do in philly do it all all of it i want the whole experience i you want to know the real reason i think kansas city's winning this game because i have this yeah. interesting idea that the uh what if philly loses all three big games they've already lost the world series oh they lose the super bowl and then they also lose the, the nba championship Ooh, does Is that it, feel like so that? no there's no way to parlay it you can't parlay losses? No, but wouldn't that like it 
Like, does that feel like so such a Philly thing? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that to me it feels like a, a lock for Casey. I do like that this the coach whatever his name is for uh, the Eagles got fired by Andy Reid. That feels kind of fun. Too. Yeah, there's some vengeance there. It sounds yeah. like Sirianni's uh, is not happy about that. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm I, think I think there's a lot of good storylines there. Well, Sirianni was like kept his cool about it, and then Andy Reid spoke up. Oh, it's like when Action Bronson, like everyone knows, Action Bronson sounds like Ghostface, and Ghostface just let it slide until one day Action Bronson was on like some like ESPN show, and like kind of called out. Someone was like, "Yeah, you got a Ghostface kill thing." He's like, "Well, yeah. Have you heard anything come out of him for a while?" And Ghostface was like, listen, motherfucker, I kept my mouth shut all these years. You want smoke? He came out like Shannon Sharp. You won't want this smoke. And that's how the Sirianni guy is. He's like, I, I didn't fucking bring it up ever, Andy. And now you're going to bring it up? All right, well, go fuck yourself, dude. I like it. I like Sirianni. He's fe- yeah, he's feisty. He fits in with the, I think he fits in with the Philly sort of uh, mentality. Yeah, I hope Grady's at the game. I'm gritty. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, gritty why not? Be, hey, get a little gritty in there. Gritty should be there. Yeah, he can start. He can actually try to start a fight with uh, with Andy Reid and go belly to belly. All right. So here's a prop bet for you. All right. What okay. do you What do you think? There's more airtime spent on the Ugh. Kansas City barbecue versus the Philly cheesesteak debate. Oh my god. That's one topic, right? That's going to be that'll be other. Or where do the shirts go for the losing Super Bowl team? A topic. <laughs> That always comes up. Doesn't I know? I, I it's easily the food then because like they'll <laughs> probably they'll mention the shirts once maybe and that's it. All right. Is there another? Is there another story we should be prepared to hear about a lot of? Is there? Is there a heart warmer? Is there a player that's like this uh, first chance? The Kelsey brothers. I didn't even know there were two Kelseys. So that's yeah, thing. and their mom. She's a big story now. That's going to be overplayed she, a lot. What about Andy Reid's son? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the one that died or one that just got arrested the dui one yeah yeah not the, um, not the heroin addict right it's uh there's gonna be a lot of andy reed like former philly head coach oh that's good that's that'll definitely be there yeah 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 Yeah. uh i think i think it's gonna be a lot of mahomes and hurts stories you know like their families and who they were raised by and, and the all hurts, those the hurts like the hurts leaving college to go to another college He's always yeah. been the underdog. Right. Right. It's nice that these two. He's, he's, he's the guy that's not supposed to be there. He was a second round pick, you know, like all that kind of bullshit. Yeah. 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 I mean, he, he bet on himself, Chris. He he's hurts is kind of becoming like the new Russell Wilson in a way from, from a, from a media perspective, I think, you know, yeah, like, yeah, you know, well, you're right. He, the sort of the underdog. He won a championship. And then he got benched for Tua, right? And then he went to Oklahoma. Yeah, or no. Or, yeah. Is that what happened? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what happened. Yeah, pretty sure. I like him. He probably hates uh, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury, which makes me like him too. Yeah, he's got a he's his his agent is a is a woman. Wow. Uh, who's uh, African American as well? Um, who's making a name for herself? Like I, there might even be a, like a storyline within that because I think he I think hurts um empowers uh or or has a lot of like uh women as representation like his I think from his mom to his agent to like a few other people. Eh. But does he get massages? That's the most important part. <laughs> it's a different quarterback out there. The, right. The, yeah. That yeah. represents women on a different level. I think we should give him a max contract. Whatever that one is. Good God. Uh, what else? Do you ever that? notice? So like Patrick Mahomes, right? The other day he gets injured, right? And so he's kind of gimpy or whatever. 
And Kristen looked over and he's like, she's like, he he's walking funny. And I was like, oh, he's got an injury. And I was like, but you know what? He kind of always walks funny. He always walks funny. He walks like he's got something in his ass, like or he's clutching yeah. his butt, like he's got yeah. something like a quarter. In yeah, he's like pinch, he's pinching. Hard. Yeah, wh- what is that? It's weird. I, I don't know. It's just the way. Yeah, it is weird. It it it's because it's it's why he's kind of sneaky athletic because he he looks like he's always just banged up. Yeah, he walks like he's like Terry Bradshaw or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a he's got a bizarre something weird happening in in his yeah. lower extremities. Yeah, but it like it doesn't affect him at all. It's not like he has some sort of like a you know a, a like a defect or 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 a, or a you know a, a, an injury or like one leg shorter than the other or something like he just he just looks like he walks weird but he it's fine it's normal it doesn't yeah. there's nothing wrong about it i know maybe andy reed's been putting markers up his ass on flights when he falls asleep <laughs> good thing he has state farm insurance exactly. then Andy, I found another Sharpie up my asshole. What the hell? Who's we doing to the bottom of this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, if you know what I mean. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> also, Andy Reid was the star of that commercial. Like, he was, like, they should have been more commercials. He's got a good personality. Boy, he stuff. can really laugh at himself. It's true. I didn't know he had it in him. Yeah. He's, he's auditioning yeah. for his, his future replacing. Uh, Probably Terry Bradshaw. Actually, there will be an yeah. Andy Reid on a on a oh, on sure. a long on, on a long desk in our future. He's he's got to be on Fox. It's a it's a more playful set. I think is that Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson can go fuck himself. That guy's like losing his mind. Like is yeah. That well, cool? they're all they all are. It's fine. but Jimmy Johnson's like I'm like are you like he when did you turn it. into a thousand? Like he's crazy. Him and Terry, like they're both, they both need to be yeah, put out. Terry's there. always been like, wah, wah, wah. and then Jimmy's kind of just been, I'm a Jimmy Jones, whatever. Like, but like, I don't know. It's weird. It's it like, I can't watch those shows. I don't even try. Cause then there's oh, always like yeah. Howie yeah. or Michael being like too stern. I was working and I was, I was in a hotel cause I had to work these late nights. So I was staying in a hotel. And I woke up the night of the Durant trade, and I put the TV on, and like the getup was on or whatever. I don't know what that is. One of these like morning shows, the Greeny one, whichever one the Greeny's on. Oh, get up! Right, sure, sure, and sure. It sure, was sure, Greeny sure. and uh, and Jalen, who's been totally neutered. He's not even half the person he used to be. I think Stephen A was on there for a minute, and and Tim Legler legs legs <laughs> that guy. Yeah. How the fuck that guy? What's what? How him? How? It's, I was I was telling I saw my buddy this. It's funny. Like for some reason they put the on like the Chiron like the graphic when they introduce like the the yeah. Anal- yeah. analyzer. It's yeah. like Jalen. It's like Jalen Rose is like you know nineteen ninety seven six man of the year, averaged twenty five points in the finals this year. Like <laughs> owns a like started a prestigious prestigious like uh, charter school. Yeah. It's like I don't know why they need to put that up there. Like literally, no one cares or knows. Like, like if you if you just flip that on, you're like, what's who's this guy? <laughs> like, what are you doing on that channel? But beyond that, then they did legs Legler, <laughs> and it was like 1993, like field goal percentage, like yeah. the highest field goal. Per- I'm like three point wins contest winner. <laughs> yeah, like what the fuck? Like so dumb. So basically, nobody. It- He's basically a nobody. So he, he used to be um, sort of, and I'll quote him, and I don't know if you know this necessarily, but um, Dan Orlovsky really got his sort of start in, with ESPN in, in, in doing this, is that he would do these video breakdowns 
and mostly like online, like on Twitter and social media and stuff. Uh, that he would, you know, he would break down plays. He would, he would, he would, he would explain the whole thing and like what teams are doing really well and all those kinds of things. And I, Legler used to, I used to watch him a lot when they on some of the other like shows and stuff. Be kind of before he was on this with Greeny, I think now. And I think they're probably just good friends. Uh, so Greeny just has all of his friends on there. But Legler used to do that too. Like he used to do video breakdowns and explain you how teams play or 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 different sets and you know how they, you know, whatever and all that kind of stuff. And it was actually, to me, I thought, I always think that's interesting because I, I feel like I'm learning something. So I could see that to some degree in that point of like, okay, this is what you're good at. We'll bring you on to do this. But half the time he's not really doing that anymore. He's just giving them his opinion on the morning show. It's also, so it's like, there's it, no point to that. There's no point to it. Yeah. And he's like sitting in a locker room or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> and Greeny's like, yeah. I've got a question for you. And this is just off the top of my head. The producers don't know I'm going to ask this. And I was like, Ooh, it's going to be juicy. And he's like, what are the two best teams in the West, in your opinion, now? And I was like, that's your, <laughs> that's your meaty question off the top, Greeny? Top of your head, yeah. Fuck yeah. these guys. Anyway, I like, ugh. We have 15 minutes left. Let's get into the trade deadline, unless you want to talk about the Super Bowl or anything annoying like that anymore. I don't, I don't think I have any more Super Bowl stuff. Um, I, is basketball ruined? Is a trade deadline ruining basketball? I don't think it's ruining it, but I will say, and this is watching that all that, all those trades go down and, and kind of the thing is that I felt like all these trades were sort of made just to be, just to make a trade. Like, I don't feel like any team really sort of improved themselves or like got better to, you know, to make or win a championship or like whatever the case is. Okay. You're making, you're making my point for me. Yeah, it was it was the the old adage like don't make a trade just to make a trade. Here's my point. Here's okay. So yeah, so then you've got like like I think only two teams didn't make a trade, and the and the rap on them is like the Bulls fucked up. They didn't make a trade or whatever. So I think what yeah I think that the problem is is like a like everyone's so interested in like expiring deals or what like everyone like has gotten their hand into. Everyone thinks they understand how all of this works, luxury taxes, whatever. I'm I'm never gonna understand it. So like. Philly making moves to get under the luxury tax because they like, I just get lost in that. I don't know what any of that means. I won't pretend that I know, but a lot of people do pretend they know, or they have learned because that they're just trying to save money at that point is available. No, I'm just saying I I get that. But what I'm saying is like people, that's all you, that's all you need to understand. I, I understand, I understand that. But like what I'm saying is, is like, but, but trading 10 years ago, I would never know a trade like a trade was made specifically to get a team under the luxury tax. But because everyone's so interested in like the business side of basketball, finds themselves experts. Like it's it's become this like real basketball has become fantasy basketball. So it's just kind of annoying to listen. Like I don't need to know all of that. Like I don't really even care about all of that. I I do think it feeds into a, a a larger thing, which is that. I think the way that NBA teams offices are structured is broken. And that when you have general managers making moves just to do things, it's ugly for the game. Like it's like these general managers are making moves to be general managers to like, to show that they've like considered things like they're made, like, like you said, like these moves are not even, most of them aren't even significant. It's just moving parts, but it's a job, this job as general manager to prove that you're like, doing something you're working at the trade deadline you're making calls you're you you understand where like quote-unquote team needs or how to get under the cap or like you know like we're going to do a sign and not a sign trade but we're going to do a a buyout you know like i feel like there's it's because like the bosses these owners these multi-billionaires 
mm-hmm. are like, well, what's our executive we're paying $18 million a year doing? He's not doing trades. We should be doing trades. We should be active in the trade market. We like, and that guy's down there like doing his thing with his team president. I just, to me, that's, it's, it's that part of it. Like that part of it just feels so much like it's just guys making phone calls because it's their job. It's not really doing anything for the team. It's just, it's just, it's just like, well, I, I made moves, you know, I, I got some draft picks. Like I did my, I did the job, you know? So I, I, there's there's a justification there of uh, uh you're right there's a justification of the job you know it's to some degree and or but i think there's two factors now too that have sort of changed the game uh to some degree and that one is that it's it is sort of player empowerment now right like if if a player's not happy like bones heinland in denver you know he wants he wants out of there and like they have to acquiesce to it right but they don't have to why well, they don't have to, but now, but nowadays, I think it's like yeah, it's just better to get rid of him and move him and try to get something else to replace him with. And I and I I don't hate it, and I don't I know I don't necessarily love it because I, I think we come from a generation where you know that usually wasn't the case. But I'm all I'm all for players sort of voicing their rights or like trying to find a new fit or a new place to go play if they want to. And they should have they should have more say in that kind of power in that sense. The other thing though too is I think more to your point is. With the, with the way the teams and payroll and all that stuff is structured now, you know, and with these sort of like super teams and everybody sort of gets not almost, you know, max contracts or something. You're like, well, you know, when Miles Plumlee gets 20 million a year. Mason or Miles? Miles got 20 million? I don't know. One of them. You know, but what I'm saying is like when guys like that are sort of overpaid, you know, in the off season and all these teams are sort of gearing up for championship run and they either, they don't want to lose a guy. So they, they pay too much for him necessarily. And then the, and then the market sort of corrects itself when they're like, all right, well, he's not that good. You, you paid too much for him. Right. But then you just buy him out. You buy and then him you either buy him out. You got to try to find a place to trade him to for like five, you know, second round picks or something. And so I, th- I feel like it's, it's sort of the cyclical nature of this sport of all sports now is that in the off season, you sort of build your team up for a playoff run. And then halfway through it, when you realize you're not that good, now you try to gotta get rid of these players. And then you gotta take whatever you can or you cu- or you cut them and you buy them out. I just I th- I feel like there's an a a little bit of a, a gap in like how it's run. I think the big part of that's because like the CBA made contracts shorter. So like you don't right. see five to six year deals anymore. Right. Which um, was good. And that was a that was a healthy benefit I, right, to but that. Right, but then that's how you end up with Kevin Durant on twenty seven teams. You know, like there's right. I, I feel bad for the. I feel oh. bad for. Here's what I'd say. I used to break my friend Eric's balls because he was like, "I'm a fan of basketball and players. I'm not a fan of the teams." Mm-hmm. And so he'd kind of bounce around. Like he'd be like, "Oh yeah, I got my eye yeah. on the Nets this year. I got yeah. my eye on LeBron this year. Whatever." And I was like, "Fuck that! You got to support one team till you die." <laughs> and now I'm like, "Fuck that! You don't." Like don't don't like right. just don't if I if my kid gets into basketball I'll be like pick a player just yep. like the sport fuck yep. getting behind a team and ride or dying with a team because it's always going to change the the management the only thing that's going to stay the same for the most part is ownership and you're never going to relate to that human being no. and they will probably <laughs> just sell to a a conglomerate at some point anyway so like find players that you identify with find players that you like their games and like and root for that because like tr- truly like. Me being a Philly fan right now, I got to sit through, like, I got to watch, like, players I like, like Matisse leaving, 
and like and coaches that I hate, like Doc, like running teams into the ground, or like sitting through the process only to watch the NBA like unravel it, and then get, have three different like general managers or team presidents like burn through all of the work that Hanky did, only to end up with like a washed fucking ex superstar and a fucking center who's like got maybe two years left before he totally breaks down, and it's like, or I could just like really like Bones Highland. Yeah, you know, like yeah, right, just, exactly. It'd be like, I, like I love Bones Highland. Like I want to watch his game all the time, you know. And I'm just like, uh, I'm not saying I'm not gonna like I'm out on Philly, but I think in order to enjoy the NBA the way that this has evolved mm-hmm. is to enjoy the players. Because if you're gonna fucking fall, if you're gonna be like, I love KD, well then you're gonna have to love Seattle. Then you're gonna have to love OKC. Then you're gonna have to love wa- <laughs> the Wizards. Then you have to love the Nets. Then you have to love the the sons don't just like the player right yeah it's impossible and, they, and that's sort of the problem i think with sports is that we we're too uh loyal to the team and like when players move on off everyone starts talking shit about them and like oh we don't like them we don't need them anyway i think it you works know? for football like i think it works for football because like there's a franchise there's a franchise tag players will stay around longer there's more control in keeping players there like they build things a little bit so- slow more slowly and I also think players are more expendable than the NFL. Like if a running back's only going to last like four years. Like you can't follow the longevity of a player like Brady. Like he's a, he's an anomaly, right? Yeah, yeah, when yeah. Brady left the Patriots, I think people did leave with Brady, but that's that's irregular. Like that doesn't happen that often. So the, these are the three thoughts of this. Let's have, them. Let's have them. I'd love to hear those. Is is we were just talking about this last week about your friend getting trying to get into the WNBA. We were like going through the list of teams and we were just like, you know what? Just pick them with like the good players on them and just don't, you don't necessarily have to have a, a team anymore. Right, right. Right. And so, and, and I think that's the thing. And, the, and I think that kind of ties in with watching uh, football, uh, you know, uh, outside of the United States is uh, there's not a lot of loyalty in, in sports or in those teams. Cause those players move almost constantly. Yeah. It feels a lot more so than 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 w- what we do in our on our American League sports teams. Like those, you know, they buy, they get bought and sold. You know, there's no, there's not really trades there. They just kind of get bought and sold like yeah. to different teams and go yeah. diff- different countries. Yeah, it's a little slavey. So, I yeah, well yeah, but so I feel like that's sort of a maybe as fans don't um, sort of you know kind of grab a hold of of players so much, you know. Yeah. And and so maybe that's the one way to look at it instead of this. You can have your favorite team, but just don't sort of don't hang your hat on the players that are there for those years. It's just sort of, you know, they're, they're going to come and go a little bit. Yeah. And there's no loyalty in sport. And finally, that's, there's no loyalty in sports. There shouldn't be. Uh, I don't know. We've always been kidding ourselves about that. Yeah. About, I, from I, the team perspective and from the player perspective. I totally agree. Like, and that, I think that's, that's a, it's gone. a, it's a fabrication of ours, of ourselves uh, and sort of projecting that onto sports and i think we can and move, i move i learned that like, i learned that best of all like you know when seattle when the sonics went away and they went to fucking oklahoma city and i was like i'm done with basketball yeah and and what it finally eventually took me to was that like i i, I shouldn't have i shouldn't be loyal to these teams or these players necessarily I, I, I think it works both ways here just enjoy the game enjoy the team for for that season whoever it is and know that there's going to be changes there's changes every year yeah yeah I mean, I think I like watching player development, and that's what keeps me interested in basketball. I, I love watching. Too. I love watching people like Tyrese Maxey and Jericho Sims, like those guys, like guys that I find like early on or in college or in the G League, and then like Bull Bull, 
Like just hanging your hat on a player and riding it out with them. You know, like yep. I have yep. a Paul Reed sweatshirt sitting right next to me out the mud that I, he sold to me during the, the Nuggets game. Like, I love that shit. It's like, great. Like that's yeah. what I, like that's what I want to be a part of. By the way, I did buy a, a shirt from Paul Reed during a Nuggets game. He was fucking tweeting tweeting with me uh, during the fucking game. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. That's and awesome. He, he hooked up the shirt. The shirt. I got it. I got it yesterday. See, I'm, I'm and that's and that's something new about sports and stuff too that we have to sort of get used to. That it's you know, like everything, so everything changes. Everything evolves. You can't just, you can't hold on. I think though, I will, I will say in the this, old ways, if you want, you know, if you want, that's to, the way if you want you to follow to. a team, if you want to follow a team that's for the team, follow six nations rugby, pick one nation. It's only, it's always going to be players from that nation. Yeah. And just be like, I love Scotland. And, and just be like, I mean, I'm going to know the players when they come and go. It's always going to be Scotland. It's once a year. It's a great tournament. And that's the only real way I could see it working. Like, or it, it's kind of like the World Cups or like the Olympics. Yeah, exactly. World Cups or Olympics. Like, I don't see it working from like a city to city standpoint anymore. It just, it just doesn't, it doesn't, it's, it's not how I would choose to root for sports anymore if I was coming, if I was just learning how to get into sports. Yeah. That being said, go fucking Liberty. <laughs> All in on the Lib. All in. All in. Can't wait. <laughs> Do you have any parting words for us yeah. as we as we bow out and and into the sunset before I see you tomorrow? I got to get to the grocery no. store buy some key lime pie stuff. Just make some money tomorrow, man. You know, get paid, make money, <laughs> do what you got to do. Sold. Get these boxes sold, guys. I got twenty seven hot boxes left. <laughs> hot boxes. Ninety five. Remember ninety five? You might have graduated that year. It was fun. Graduated ninety four, bud. Blink one eighty two hadn't come on the scene yet. You know, there's, there's, <laughs> you can get nostalgic about all these numbers. Twelve. <laughs> why not twelve? Thirty two. Wait, what are these boxes? I thought it, I thought it was like one through ten, and and uh... it's one through a hundred. You pick a number. I thought you just get two numbers, and if it hit, if those two numbers hit at the, at the score at each you quarter, you do. But the number you can't choose those numbers. You choose random numbers, and then those numbers get assigned to you. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a, ra- it's a randomizer. Which number will, can I put you down for? Uh, Let's do it. Live on air. Chris picks a box. All right, get well, 44 on. was was my number. It's already taken. Sorry. So get another. Um, then I'm out. No, I'm out. you can't be out. <laughs> I was thinking Louis about lips. get back to you on those. Louis Lips. No, we're doing it live on air. You got. You got. We got still got a minute and a half. We could make this. This is this is exciting. This is exciting radio. 32, Magic Johnson's number. 34, Charles Barkley's number. Oh, 33? That was Kareem's number. Sorry. Nope. Ah, I geez. know. I mean, there's, there's signs here. It's telling me not to bet here. 49? That's a cool number. No. Uh, number one? How about box one? Taken. Mm. What about 92? What's, what about 13? Lucky 13. Taken. And see? I'm Come not on, Chris. Keep Keep it coming. Oh God! Think, think a more random. Think a more nine. I already take it. Think a more random number. Go, ra- go random. I don't like random numbers. Oh, it would be fun though. Like, mm-hmm. who is your favorite player? That's four. Uh, I don't know. Keith Jackson, the tight end for the Eagles, was he eighty four? <laughs> <laughs> Remember him? No, no, no. Uh, Forty. I can't not wait. What's his name? 
Keith Jackson. You remember there was a tight end for Oh, Keith Jackson. Yeah, yeah, Keith Jackson, the tight end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I thought what I heard about number there. four? Mm, how about three? Not available. Alan Come Iverson. on, man. What the fuck? Sorry. Listen, dude, I got to... Uh, just pick it. Just pick a number that like not. No. I'm trying to pick numbers. What here. about like number fifty three? That's a cool sounding number. Fifty three. Well, what was 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 Bosworth fifty five? Well, I hope not because it was taken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how many? How many? All these. This this game's rigged. I think you're. I think it's rigged. It's I think you rigged. rigged this it's whole thing. Rigged. Uh, <laughs> who's your favorite player of all time? It was Kareem. That was thirty three. Boss was fifty five. Good call. Who's your favorite? Yeah. Who's your second favorite player of all time? Uh, how about fifteen? Is fifteen taken? Of course it is. Oh my god, man! Come who's your on favorite here. baseball player? Mike Schmidt, number number twenty, available. Base. Uh, seventeen taken. <laughs> <laughs> how do you how do you have so many boxes available, but none of these are? Uh, well, you're taking all the ones people uh, have associated. Have associated associations with. Well, apparently, I guess I didn't know that. Uh, I, um, I thought forty-four would be a fucking random ass fucking number that nobody likes. Well, there's four. I'm a fucking four. How about number seven for Geno Smith? Take him. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Thirty-five. You got it. Oh, that's Kevin Durant's number. In, in I was gonna say in Seattle. I, I was going to say go with Katie's number. And I was literally looking that up right now. <laughs> I just came across the two, actually. I was, just looked, I was like, because we were just talking about it. I just looked it up. All right, you got 35. Text All Mark right. and find out what number he wants. Ah, damn, it only took 15 minutes. All right, Chris. Have a great Super Bowl, everybody. I love See you tomorrow. Peace. <laughs>